This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're going to be opening application in phases, starting with seniors and then people with disabilities, children under 18, and then ultimately by 2025, all eligible Canadians. This week, we're sending invitations to apply letters to seniors 87 and older. Once they are enrolled, seniors will be able to access oral health care as early as May of 2024. Every month, we will see more people be able to book their appointments with their oral health professionals. And welcome back to you. It is great to have you here on this Tuesday. So that was the big headline we got to start the week off. And the Liberals really need a big headline. They need good news right now. But uh, this dental plan comes with a massive big uh, price tag, $13 billion to start, then $5 billion a year to run. It's a lot of money. And, and the headline only matters is if it actually helps, right? So those if, um, you know, families with an income under 90 grand, you know, no access to dental care can apply. They're going to phase this in from eldest, I guess, through to then youngest over the next few months. But a big part of this program, and, you know, the goal is to cover up to 9 million Canadians, is that it's voluntary, you know, whether dentists or oral surgeons and dental hygienists, whether they sign up and they'll have to be asking themselves, is this worth doing? You know, is this going to create a whole new bureaucracy? Am I going to be filling out all this paperwork? Am I going to be losing money? You know, it's one thing to get the headline, but when you look back to, let's say, the child care, the $10 daycare, you know, that gets big, big headlines looked at as a success, but it's a very expensive program. And once you announce $10 daycare, what happens? Well, in a province like Ontario, we now have not enough spots to the tune of about 220,000 spots, right? So you can announce the programs, but if you can't create the spots for people to go, how successful is it, right? Let me bring in Lori Gallant, his uh, owner of Smile for Me Dental Hygiene in Pickering. Great to have you, Lori. Hi, thanks for having me. When you look at this particular announcement, what um, sticks out for you that might kind of raise an eyebrow? The first thing that I see is that there's going to be a specialized fee guide, um, which a lot of the provincial RAND programs that we have right now do have, which What's is that? typically well, it's significantly less than what the suggested fee guide is for for both dentists and dental hygienists. So you're talking about the fee um, guide to like molar cleanings or teeth cleaning. In, or in terms of x-rays? in terms of all services okay. provided, so typically it's it's significantly less than what we would okay. typically get for those services. So compliance for healthcare providers to actually sign up for the program may be limited. Um, I can see a lot of the independent dental hygienists signing up quite willingly. Our overhead costs tend mm-hmm. to be a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do like to really service that under um, underserviced population. So let me go back um, to the I, one you just pointed out, yeah. because if they've put a set list of pricing, which, you know, mm-hmm. the, the dental hygienist, let's say, in Pickering might not, you know, be able to, uh, as affected as the, the dental hygienist in Toronto, where it's a lot more expensive mm-hmm. to run a clinic. Yeah, are, do you have to all have that price or are they allowing to fluctuate or do they cap the price of treatment at a, at a particular they cap area? the price okay. they will cap the price there's a fee guide and they will cap the price and typically a lot of the government-run programs in the past have been you cannot um, charge addition above and beyond that mm. 
And, and by the way, like oral surgeon, that kind of stuff gets extremely expensive, right? Like yes, you can does. find problem Absolutely. after problem after problem. So I mean, I was surprised to see they were even in in this. So, okay, um, do you see that as a hindrance to people signing up? Uh, I think it may be. I think a lot more details need to be released before people would make any type of commitment. Um, I mean, definitely, if you're going to have a patient in the chair for half the cost of what uh, you would normally receive, I think the willingness to sign up for that is going to be um, difficult. Mm -hmm. And there's some talks that I've read about in the papers that are all talking about some of the employers actually cutting off their plans because they won't need to have these plans. And so if that's the case, then a lot of the patients that you already have now are not going to have that same type of coverage. So it also goes from 9 million to about 20 million, right? Yeah. Like it's, that's a big, big drop. Um, All right. I'm seeing, look, I would love to see this kind of program work. I think dental care is extremely, you know, important. I'm not sure why they would run it outside of the hospitals, but but my concern is that it's being sold on the premise of, you know, you're going to be all covered. And I think a lot of people are going to look at it and go, I can go get my teeth cleaned and then I can get a pole or I can get, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever else, you know, surgery done. And they're going to be left with the price tag at the end of it. Yeah, and I I really hope that it does work because there's definitely a huge um, overall health impact when you uh, don't look after your mouth. Um, So that would be critical, I think, to hopefully reducing the amount of care people are requiring in emergency departments. All right. And so what happens then um, if the provinces still have the plan? Like, have they even worked that out? Because we do have provincial coverage to a degree. It changes province to province. But have they even addressed the duplication? No, they have not. And one of the fears that I read was that some of the provinces will now reduce the coverage that they're providing if the federal government is going to be providing that. So it's going to offset those provincial costs to the federal government, which is then going to increase the cost of the program to run. Right. I mean, you you probably heard me lay out the national daycare. You know, it's a great headline. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a place like Toronto where everyone's like, oh, my God, $10 daycare, everyone wants to sign up. We, we don't have enough spots, 220000 yeah. short. Um, so there's a ripple effect. And so yeah. is there a window here, Lori, where they're going to kind of see how it works and what needs to change? Or is is this the plan with the set prices? I have not read any of the details yet. Um, from what I've read, I mean, there's definitely a high copay when you get past that 80,000 household income, which that I think is going to be a hindrance. We've got the issue with the fee guide. There's just not enough details, I think, really to, to fully discuss how this is going to be implicated. And when Sorry, would you all need to know? Because, you know, if we're having... Elderly signing up in the spring and then student, like there's going to be a massive onslaught of people who are, I think, going to have expectations. And how does the system need to, to look between now and, let's say, May? Well, I think they're going to have an educational um, program available for the providers so that we can determine whether or not we want to actually get involved. Um, and I think the plan is to roll that out by the end of year, early January, so that we'll have that information available to us and then we can make those decisions on whether or not we want to sign up. I mean, I'm all for signing up for the program, even if it is at a reduced fee guide. And is there any concern for you as far as, you know, the bureaucratic side of it? Because, I mean, we hear from family doctors all the time, like it's just the amount of paperwork, the amount of just bureaucracy they're now stuck with to, to operate this business is just, it's taking over from actual healthcare. Well, I find for the most part with any new program that's implemented um, that the bulk of the paperwork is at the start of the program starting. So kind of implementing everything that needs to happen. Once it's starting, you kind of understand the programs. I have not had too much problems with the bureaucracy of the paperwork involved. Right. 
And so word to the wise, I mean, because there's going to be a lot of people looking at this as a solution. What would you be kind of measuring expectations at? Really just having those educational um, pieces available to us and having people on the government side of the program that are actually knowledgeable and can transfer the information because that's really a big problem that we've had with programs. It's always the big problem, Lori. (laughs) It's never not a problem. Uh, uh, Otherwise, people like me wouldn't have talk shows to complain about it. Well, look, um, we'll we'll certainly find out in time, but I, I appreciate you kind of putting expectations and concerns in the window for us to look at. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's Lori Gallant, and uh, you hear some of her concerns. She's a dental hygienist, right? She's a dental hygienist. It might not impact her as much as far as the pricing, but the, the big concern she points out is that there's this fee structure of what the government expects you're going to get when you go to the dentist and maybe what they plan on charging because the dentist in Toronto or the oral surgeon in Toronto or the hygienist in Toronto is not going to be the same price as Hamilton or Pickering or Ottawa, or Thunder Bay. So what then?